You're listening to Between the Pages, a book club podcast that focuses on books written for young readers. Our book club's made up of a rotating roster from the staff of Camp Half-Blood Austin Bridge. Hey, demigods, it is time for Half-Bloods to assemble and defeat Nero and the Apple of Discord. Come quest with us at CampHalfBloodAustin.org. I'm your moderator, Moises, and we've got the same crew discussing Chapter 6 with us, Adele, Joe B., Hector, and, of course, Topher. Now, Topher, take us into Chapter 6 with those magic, magic words. I become Supreme Lord of the Bathroom. (laughs) We have a tour. We get a tour. Percy's very careful to not walk behind his horse teacher. Uh, Because, you know, you never want to be right behind a horse for a variety of reasons. Right. Yeah. 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 He he mentions kind of being on Pooper Scooper Patrol at the Macy's Day Parade, which is a a kind of a, a, that's a vivid image. It's very specific. (laughs) Folks are picking him out because of the Minotaur horn. Right. Yeah, that's him right there. That's the guy. That's the guy that did it. Already a legend, right? Getting the tour. Uh. All of them are in these orange, these weird, you know, orange Campaflid t-shirts. We see the stables, the big eating area, huge columns overlooking the sea. One of the the more curious uh, descriptions, uh, the fully stocked forest. Uh, that's that seems <laughs> ominous. Uh, you know what, what? What exactly are you stocking in your forest? Um, then Percy sees somebody watching him from the attic of the farmhouse, yeah, and, and things yeah, go yeah. horror movie again for a second. <laughs> and uh, and Chiron's like, yeah, uh, pay no attention to the thing in the attic. Yeah, so you know, somebody lives up no, no, there. No, not a single uh, living thing. No, yeah. nothing. Yeah, nothing. yeah. He actually says not a single living thing. Not which a single is, living thing. Living. Very particular choice of words. Yeah, living Living yeah. seems like a very specific adjective to be using. Yeah. And, uh, and, and then as they're walking, you know, cue strawberry fields, you know, forever, <laughs> playing through your head. And it's, you see these campers kind of picking bushels of berries because this is the sort of public version of camp, you know. It's a summer camp or it's a, it's a place where we harvest and grow strawberries and make strawberry preserves, um, you know. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, uh, this, is, this is where we get to look at the cabins, yep. uh, where all the campers live. There are 12 cabins arranged in a U-shape. Uh, every cabin is associated with a particular god. One, two, and three are empty. Why, Topher? Well, I mean, because those gods are not supposed to have kids. Zeus, right? Hera, and Poseidon, yeah. yeah they've been know, very good. Hera. They've been very well behaved, those three. Yeah, yeah. So another, another conversation that we actually need to go back to. Yeah. Um, they talk about Grover. <laughs> Because uh, one thing we didn't mention before he they leave who that, and what he is, you know, the yeah. table. Um, Grover, or Mr. D calls Grover into the house. Yeah. And, I mean, not that he ever is, but Mr. D is not happy. Um, he mentions something about uh, uh, Grover's less than perfect performance yet again. So, um, Percy is understandably a bit worried about Grover. Right. And uh, Chiron is very much avoiding this topic. Well, you think about you think about the fact that right now Grover is the only resemblance of not so much normalcy, like I was saying before, but his you know his one good thing is gone. Mm-hmm. The only thing close he has to that, the only real tether to some sanity right now is Grover. So Grover is the only so Grover is now the only good thing he has left in this world. Everything mm-hmm. else he can't discern. Well, yeah, he knows he's not being attacked, 
but he still can't discern to what level of good this is for him. Right. He's he's obviously in some sort of trouble. And he doesn't yeah. even understand why he's he has a sense, but he still doesn't completely understand how he fits into all this at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's you know, we've we've been hearing Grover saying, Oh, I've messed this up, I've messed this right. up. You know, they never survived sixth grade. And all, and we really, all we really learn from this is that he has failed. This is the second failure of a similar sort. It, this is where we're introduced happened. to the that's, idea that's yeah. of of being like a, a keeper, right? You know, of, right? Yeah, right. So you know, where where there is, or, or at least in any detail. Yeah, they've they've introduced the idea of him being kind of a, a shepherd of some sort, but yeah. haven't. Really, name they might have named it, but haven't described what it is on Grover's part or why he is doing it. Yeah, and and again, we have Percy coming to his aid mm -hmm. um, and vouching for him. Like, hey, listen, it's not his fault what happened. If I hadn't ditched him at the bus stop, we probably wouldn't be in this specific situation. Right. And so, and so you get to see that, that loyalty again, you know, it's, it's really, it's really pretty great. So, now so one, jumping back ahead to the cat. Yeah. So, yeah. well, once again, uh, Percy finds himself getting pawned off on somebody else. <laughs> right. uh, here, Annabeth, uh, you, you finished the tour. That's here. right. Yep. And, and so she takes him over to cabin 11 uh, to get him situated all by himself. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and he finds out, Gro you know, he, he finds out Grover is small for his age, but he's actually 28. <laughs> and insects. My my twenty eight year old teenage friend, in keeping with you know the casting of most movies, right? Uh, all yeah. the all the high schoolers are you know pushing thirty. Pretty much. <laughs> Cabin Eleven is uh, is in you know it's not in the best of shape. Nah, it's it's seen better days. It uh, is packed in contrast to the empty cabins that yeah. Percy noticed. Yeah, abs absolutely. It, it yeah, it's. It's full of it's full of other demigods, and I don't know if they address it here, but but we don't know how many of them are sons and daughters of Hermes, and how many are just unclaimed at this point. Right. right. So um, at some point, we do know that some of them are still undetermined. Yeah. And, but yeah, I don't think they ever give specific numbers. And this is where we meet Hot Guy Luke. Yeah, hot guy, Luke. Hot, hot guy, guy Luke. Luke. I've, I've just, I've deemed him that. That's his title. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty, it's a pretty apt it's, title. Yeah, that's it's exactly how he is described. Yeah, hot guy Luke. Yeah, uh. yeah, and I, I, I love, I love how all of the other cabins are described. I'm gonna say about seven, eight years ago, we released our concept art for how we viewed the cabins here, like at the Austin branch, and those went viral. Um, and, and, you know, we tried to cleave to the color descriptions and things like that as best as we could. But I love the idea that each of these cabins has a look and feel mm -hmm. that is reflective of their, you know, godly parent. Right. Really, really cool. You know, it has, it has soccer fields and it's explained that, you know, hey, we have sword and spear fights, you know, it, you know, during our free time, you, sh you should join us. Uh, like, like that kind of thing. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's. There's a lot of establishing atmosphere and setting here, and it's great. And even though he's going to be among these other uh, campers in in Hermes' cabin, yeah. he he because he is unclaimed, he is still alone. He's alone in a crowd. Yeah, yeah, and and it's basically like, here's your cabin. Go on in. Have fun. <laughs> you know, have fun. Yeah, Chiron can't go in. He's he wouldn't fit through the door. Um, I think that's how they 
they describe him. And, and as, as he goes in, Annabeth's like, hey, Cabin 11, or, you know, Percy Jackson, meet Cabin 11. And some, some disembodied voice, you know, from somewhere inside says, regular or undetermined? And, and Annabeth just replies, undetermined. <clears throat> so, and yes, we meet Luke, uh, you know, who has uh, a bunch of camp beads, like around his neck. He makes sure to make a point of that. Right. Um, Have you seen my puka shell necklace? It's pretty cool. <laughs> College age, tall and muscular. We uh, yep. friendly smile, yep. tough guy scar. Yeah, Annabeth. Scar. Annabeth uh, drops drops that bit of info that the only way he could have killed a minotaur is if he had special powers mm-hmm. that only the blood of God could give him. Uh, so he's he's special somehow, but who knows? Then we meet somebody who reminds us of somebody that we've met before. We're introduced to uh, Clarice, who is uh, who is kind of, for some reason giving him the bully same number kind two. of energy yeah. as Nancy, <laughs> and it's because this this is this is the the bully for the other side of his life. Yeah, and and Clarice is one of those characters that um, develops over the course of the series in really wonderful and delightful ways. The glimpse yeah. that we're getting of her here now. This book is, is very surface level with her. It she is very surface level. She's deeper. she's the bully, you know. She's the the daughter of Ares, you know. We come to find out, and everybody is a little afraid of her because she's a little more militaristic and really, really kind of pushes, 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 and bullies. She really is a fun character, though. You don't know anything about me. No. She raised an eyebrow. I bet you moved around from school to school. I bet you were kicked out of a lot of them. Diagnosed with dyslexia, probably ADHD too. I tried to swallow my embarrassment. What does that have to do with anything? Taken together, it's almost a sure sign. The letters float off the page when you read, right? That's because your mind is hardwired for ancient Greek. In the ADHD, you're impulsive, can't sit still in the classroom. That's your battlefield reflexes. In a real fight, they'd keep you alive. As for the attention problems, that's because you see too much, Percy, not too little. Your senses are better than irregular mortals. Of course the teachers want you medicated. Most of them are monsters. They don't want you seeing them for what they are. Most of the kids here did. If you weren't like us, you couldn't have survived the Minotaur, much less the Ambrosia and Nectar. The food and drink we were giving you to make you better. That stuff would have killed a normal kid. It would have turned your blood to fire and your bones to sand, and you'd be dead. Face it, you're a half-blood. Uh, a half-blood? I was reeling with so many questions, I didn't know where to start. Then, a husky voice yelled, Well, a newbie! I looked over. The big girl from the ugly red cabin was sauntering toward us. She had three other girls behind her, all big and ugly and mean-looking like her, and all wearing camo jackets. <sighs> Clarice. Annabeth sighed. Why don't you go polish your spear or something? Sure, Miss Princess. The big girl said. So I can run you through with it Friday night. Eres Coracas. Annabeth said. Which is... uh, Which I somehow understood as Greek for... Go to the crows. Though I had a feeling it was a worse curse than it sounded. You don't stand a chance. We'll pulverize you, Clarice said, but her eye twitched. Perhaps she wasn't sure she could follow through on the threat. 
She turned toward me. Who's this little runt? Percy Jackson, Annabeth said. Meet Clarice, daughter of Ares. I blinked. Like, uh, the war god? Clarice sneered. You got a problem with that? No, I said, recovering my wits. It explains the bad smell. Clarice growled. We got an initiation ceremony for newbies, Prissy. Percy. Whatever. Come on, I'll show you. Clarice, Annabeth tried to say. Stay out of it, wise girl. Annabeth looked pained, but she did stay out of it. And I didn't really want her help. I was the new kid. I had to earn my own rep. I handed Annabeth my minotaur horn and got ready to fight. But before I knew it, Clarice had me by the back of the neck and was dragging me toward a cinder block building that I knew immediately was the bathroom. I was kicking and punching. I'd been in plenty of fights before, but this big girl Clarice had hands like iron. She dragged me into the girl's bathroom. There was a line of toilets on one side and a line of shower stalls down the other. It smelled just like any public bathroom, and I was thinking as much as I could think with Clarice ripping my hair out, that if this place belonged to the gods, they should have been able to afford classier Johns. Clarice's friends were all laughing, and I was trying to find strength, I, the same strength I used to fight the Minotaur, but it just wasn't there. Like he's big three material, Clarice said as she pushed me toward one of the toilets. Yeah, right. Minotaur probably fell over laughing. He was so stupid looking. <laughs> her friend snickered. Annabeth stood in the corner, watching through her fingers. Clarice bent me over on my knees and started pushing my head toward the toilet bowl. I, it reeked like rusted pipes and, well, like what goes into toilets. I strained to keep my head up. I was looking at the scummy water, thinking... I will not go into that. I won't. Then something happened. I felt a tug in the pit of my stomach. I heard the plumbing rumble, the pipes shudder. Clarice's grip on my hair loosened. Water shot out of the toilets, making an arc straight over my head. And the next thing I knew, I was sprawled on the bathroom tiles with Clarice screaming behind me. I turned just as the water blasted out of the toilet again hitting Clarice straight in the face so hard it pushed her down onto her butt. The water sprayed her like the spray from like a fire hose, pushing her backward into the shower stall. She struggled, gasping, and her friends started coming toward her, but then the other toilets exploded too, and six more streams of toilet water blasted them back. The showers acted up too, and together all of the fixtures sprayed the camouflage girls right out of the bathroom, spinning them around like pieces of garbage being washed away. As soon as I was, no, as soon as they were out the door, I felt the tug in my gut lessen. The water shut off as quickly as it had started. The entire bathroom was flooded. Annabeth hadn't been spared. She was dripping wet, but she hadn't been pushed out the door. She was standing in exactly the same place, staring at me in shock. I looked down and realized I was sitting in the only dry spot in the whole room. There was a circle of dry floor around me. I didn't have a, a single drop of water on my clothes. Nothing. I stood up, 
My legs shaky. Annabeth said, How did you... I don't know. We walked to the door. Outside, Clarice and her friends were sprawled in the mud and a bunch of other campers had gathered around a gawk. Clarice's hair was flattened across her face. Her camouflage jacket was sopping and she smelled like sewage. She gave me a look of absolute hatred. You are dead, new boy. You are totally dead. I probably should have let it go, but I said, You want to gargle with toilet water again, Clarice? Close your mouth. Her friends had to hold her back. They dragged her toward cabin five, while the other campers made way to avoid her flailing feet. Annabeth stared at me. I couldn't tell whether she was just grossed out or angry at me for dousing her. What? I demanded. What are you... What are you thinking? I'm thinking... She said. That I want you on my team for Capture the Flag. Being the daughter of the... uh God of War, mm -hmm. even though Percy's over here like, man, I've been in fights, I can take this. No. Just, there is nothing he can do. She just grabs him and drags <laughs> him over to the toilets. Yeah. He's like, yeah. well, to, look, a newbie. You know, yeah. and wham! Yeah. It's like She's about to give him a real nice swirly, and then uh, yep. Behold, my latrine pays powers. <laughs> yeah, uh, weird. Weird that, uh, that water-related stuff keeps happening with him. Yeah. I, I just, I'm having trouble figuring out which God's son he might be it just uh you know I, I i don't i don't know that rick has sold it to me yet that he yeah. could be the son of Poseidon. <laughs> yeah so right as things are getting bad the toilets explode yes on everybody except percy Ex yes um he, yeah you know like percy describes her having hands like iron and you know she's gonna she's gonna get him a swirly or something and and then the place went all watery Toilet water. But but yeah. what what cracks me up about that whole scene is that everyone got like blasted back with water, like pushed out yes. and completely but Annabeth got soaking wet, but she was the only one that didn't get pushed out of the bathroom. She <laughs> right. got she got to stay where exactly where she was. I mean she still got wet, but like <laughs> like that that part cracked me up. It's like He's like, all right, you're the one that's been nice to me. So, like, you get it less. <laughs> you get you get less toilet you water. You get less. Yeah. That's also fair because she hasn't been that nice to her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and, it, and it, it's it's like the, you know, they explode, knocks the friends out of the thing. The friends come back in and the toilets explode again, again. to make certain <laughs> Just that. Nope. Yeah. I said no. I said, I said no. Yeah, it's pretty great. Um, and yeah. uh, and we, we cap this chapter uh, with Annabeth uh, having uh, telling Percy that she wants him on her capture the flag. Team. Yeah. yeah, I mean, because yeah. yeah. Hey, you didn't you didn't knock me down with the strength of a fire hose. I feel like even if he had, she'd have been like, "That's useful." Well, all right then. That's useful. <laughs> yeah. I could use that. I could really yeah. use that because she's a strategist. Mm -hmm. Even if he had knocked her over, he'd have, she'd have been like, "Yeah, okay." All right. On Annabeth, uh -huh. she is so sassy in this book. Yes, she is. Like, yeah. like yeah. she's sassy regardless. Mm -hmm. But it it drops a little bit in the later books. But I, I don't think that's a change in her character so much as it is just their growing friendship. Yeah, right? yeah. Like right now, Percy's a new kid, and like they don't know each other that well. She, as we'll find out later, has plenty of practice being defensive. Uh, so it's just kind of like her guard is up right now, and as they become more friends, like they 
she doesn't need that as much. Right. But we still see it plenty. It, yeah. It's it's great. It's a lot of fun. No, she's it's a, a fun one, character. Yeah, she's a really, really amazing character. And and whenever something embarrassing happens, or even kind of cool at yeah. school, or you know, at home, like with the family, once it happens, everybody knows about it. Right. <laughs> I also what I especially found touching was um and I can only imagine a kid reading it for the first time. Annabeth, when he's talking about some of the issues he dealt with and she's like ADHD, yeah, that's yeah. that's one of our things. Yeah. So it's like so you could imagine how a kid would feel dealing with that. So okay, so I'm not quote unquote weird. I have powers. Yeah, kind of normalizing it. It's yeah. okay. And- that does it for chapter six. As always, you can help out the Between the Pages podcast by rating and reviewing us in Apple Podcasts, sharing the link from Spotify, wherever it is you listen to podcasts, finding ways to share and engage on social media is a big help. So we thank you in advance and thank you already if you have taken care of that for us. The other way that you can help Half-Bloods and parents of Half-Bloods alike is to go to camphalfbloodaustin.org and join in on our virtual quest against Nero. Now, Mr. D, I hope you approve of everything that we've been doing. We've been trying some new stuff at Camp Half-Blood. You haven't really given us much direction, so we've just kind of thrown a bunch of irons in Hephaestus' fire. You know what? Do what you want. Unless it's anywhere near me, then do what I tell you. I guess that's kind of what I was getting at. Lacking any direction from you, we don't really have a whole lot to go on. You know what? Never mind. I'm just, forget it. As we discussed last time, I'm not eager to be turned into a dolphin because I've got to be back next week for another episode of Between the Pages. Thanks for listening.